Welcome to the Shy Girls Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith, mom to four boys, obsessed with chocolate, a life coach and a fitness professional. I'm here to teach you that being an introvert, quiet or shy is not a character flaw that you can let go of self-hate and choose to be comfortable with yourself exactly as you are, that you can focus on your unique strengths, gifts, and talents while striving for a fit mind and body. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? How is quarantine going? I hope you're adjusting to this new normal. I want to share a review with you from a listener and also a client. She writes, I listened to all your recent podcasts and especially the episode 56 on processing emotion. I have been feeling the emotion and naming it Barbara. It's giving me so much relief. I feel more in control. I'm not feeling the loneliness blues as often. And when they come, I remind myself that I can rise to the challenge. I'm okay alone. Just amazing work you did with me, Becky. Can't thank you enough. Aw, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you took the time to send that to me and want to congratulate you for the hard work it takes to do that. It's one thing to listen to it, and it's another thing to put it into practice. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So today, I have a special guest, Joey Massio, who is a life coach who focuses on teens. And we're going to talk today about how to immune yourself from life's bullies. So without further ado, Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Joey Massio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Becky. Will you please introduce yourself and let my audience get to know you a little better? My name is Joey Massio. I'm a public school teacher and counselor. I've been so for about five years. I currently work at a middle school. And uh, like you said, I'm a life coach uh, for teens, certified through the Life Coach School, and a very proud Be Bold Master with Jody Moore. She is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, I was a professional actor on stages across California, including Disneyland, for about nine years. That was okay. the funnest job I've ever had. And uh, yeah, and then I, I just love working with teens. And I mean, I think we all have uh, a little bit of our teens like our, our own teen selves still inside of us. So pretty much everything I work on with teens is applicable to adults as well. True. Very true. So on that note, um, we were going today talk about bullies. And, you know, my audience is mainly shy or introverted. Those are two different things, but can be both. And most often moms, stay-at-home moms, kind of who I'm speaking to. And so... Let's talk about how to be immune from the bullies in life. So first of all, we got to define what a bully is. So can you speak to that? Yeah, there's uh, lots of definitions. The definition that school schools tend to use is like the technical definition. And it goes like this. Someone does something on accident once to hurt you. They're rude. 
someone does something on purpose once to hurt you, that's mean. But someone does something on purpose multiple times to hurt you, that's bullying. Okay. So that's kind of the school's definition. Like, you know, I know our schools and other schools has on posters kind of up and that, that really helps the, the person being a bully, right? Um, be aware, oh, I might be doing this if I'm doing, you know, if I'm doing those things. So, but my definition is different. Um, my definition is bullying is when you think someone is targeting you with the intention to negatively impact your life. And I like my definition better because it shifts the power from the bully to the victim. And so I, I talk to a lot of teens. Um, I, I'm a teacher, but I'm also in the discipline office. And lots of teens come to me um, and I talk with them um, about their experiences with other teens and teachers and the ones that come in who are saying, hey, I'm being bullied. Uh, when I present it in this way, it helps to kind of give power to them and away from, well, this is being done to me. It's not bullying is something that's done to me. Bullying is something I feel is being done to me. Okay. So then where do you go from there? They come to your office. They say I'm being bullied. You talk to them about that. Then what? Yeah. So usually I, so I, I talk with them. I coach them in that setting and the whole purpose uh, upon first contact is to really get them to, to tell their story because they want to they be heard. Okay. And then I, I ask them questions about what that did. Like, all right, so like, how did that make you feel? Why did that make you feel that? Right? So I, I go through what happened, what they were thinking, leading to what they were feeling. And then I talk about options that they can take going here on out. Some of those options are, oh yeah, you're right. You know, I can just think differently because a lot of people want to tell teens just ignore them just ignore the bullying but that doesn't work and I never know what people mean it's like does that mean like plug your ears and go la 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 I can't hear you or pretend like they didn't say anything yeah that's and the so advice I got um you know being shy child I was bullied as a child I was uh it started out as a kid as more physical and then as I got older it became more verbal and you know, all that kind of stuff. And that is the advice I got. I come home crying to my mom. I'd go tell my dad and they'd be like, oh, just ignore them. Sticks and stones may, you know, that little sticks and stones may hurt you, but yep. words never can and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, my dad would say, oh, boys will be boys. And I just, it didn't, it didn't help me at all. Yeah, it's, it's a very nice sentiment and it's coming from a good place, but it's completely useless advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and kids will tell me that they'll say, you know what, I'll just ignore him or I'll, I'll just, you know, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, well, hold on. What's your plan for ignoring them? Oh, I'll just walk away or I'll just do this or I'll just do that. Right. And I'm like, well, instead of just trying to ignore them or pretending they don't exist, let's actually look at what you're making what they say mean. Mm, that's the key, that, right? Yes. That's what people are actually saying. They're not, when they say just ignore them, what they're meaning to say is, oh, don't take what they're saying to mean something hurtful mm. or to mean something about you. That's very key. That's it but that was never explained to me. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard yeah. for a lot of people to explain, especially adults, parents to their, to their teens or to their own kids, you know, that a lot of emotions are tied in for them. So it's very hard. Yeah. And would be very helpful because, you know, in life coaching, 
we teach that no one can really truly hurt your feelings because it's your own thoughts that create your feelings. And so that's what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that leads into my question of, are there really bullies? Do bullies really exist then? Like <laughs> I've always thought, well, if I'm hurting myself, are there really bullies? So um, if you think, I should say this, I think if you look at bullying as completely being something that is in your own head, you have a lot of power. Okay. And, you know, you can make a lot of people mad if you say bullies don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> because people are like, oh my God, are you kidding? I know like five, you know, that have already oh, they've ruined my life and things or that are ruining my kids' lives. And, yeah. and so uh, I, I find that, that leading with that isn't very helpful. But, but letting them know the action of bullying is strictly something that is perceived in your head. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not, we're not saying that to place blame on people. We're saying, Hey, did you know that all these negative emotions you're feeling because of that person saying that is actually being filtered and given to you through your own brain, which means that you have the power to not be hurt or to be immune by what other people say. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that what the other person's intentions are, maybe their intention is to hurt you. Right. But we're saying we have the power to decide whether it's gonna, it's like we have a shield that we can put up between us and them. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and, and that's the other thing that people wanna say too. They wanna say, oh, you know what? They probably didn't mean it. <laughs> or like, you know, ascribe what their intentions actually were. You know, oh, you're, you're giving them malintent, but maybe, you know, they were being nice or maybe, or um, the other thing I hear a lot to try to help teens is, oh, don't worry, they're just hurt or they're going to end up flipping burgers one day and you're going to be successful, you know? So don't worry about it. They're just a mean person who's going to fail in life. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but that has never helped me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard hurt people hurt people. Um, and that can maybe help give us some compassion if we're looking, um, maybe compassion feels better than, than hating ourselves or them. So maybe that's you know not a bad thing, and then maybe that's why people were giving us that advice. But in the end, it doesn't give us the power back that you know, unless you consciously know that's what you're doing, unless you consciously know that you're trying to be compassionate and feel that way towards someone, right? Right, exactly. And so that in in that context, then yeah, hurt people, hurt people could be useful because yeah. what you do is you're changing your thought about the bully. So I. I believe there's, there's three, a three pronged approach okay. to, to getting rid of bullying. Okay. Right? Most schools and the media, they focus on the first two prongs, okay. change the bully mm -hmm. or inspire a bystander. Right. So that's the bully awareness. If we just let the bullies know what they're doing, then they could stop and then people will stop being hurt or being bullied. Trying or to change we, the circumstance, right? Exactly. Exactly. If we can change the circumstance, then things will get better. Um, the other one is a similar change in the circumstance. If, if we can inspire somebody to stand up when a kid is being bullied, then that will also change the circumstance. Uh, but that's super hard because you have to find a kid who A, is confident enough themselves to be able to step up and B, can actually identify when 
bullying is going on because it's not as obvious as the as TV and films make it seem. I, they always make it such a caricature, right? That it's this kid who's got like a big thick neck, you know, and red hair. They're usually redheads for some weird reason, <laughs> right? And they're like going and they're like, hey, look, and they're pushing kids over for no reason. And, they're, and it's all very obvious and everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of watching the kid do it. Oh my goodness, I can't stand up to him, you know? But in reality, that is very, very, uh, a, a very small portion of actual bullying. Most bullying is hard to detect um, because you don't know what's going on inside of the, the quote unquote victim's mind and how they're interpreting what other people are saying. Yeah, for sure. And with cyberbullying, it can be very silent, right? Like the parents yep. may not be aware of it. People don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because contrary to, to popular belief, cyberbullying is actually uh, the lowest form of bullying. Um, as in, it doesn't happen that often. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and it's actually on stopbullying.gov. It, uh, they say the most common types of bullying are verbal and social. Okay. Physical bullying happens less often. Mm-hmm. Cyberbullying happens the least frequently. Okay. And when I talk to students about it, uh, Essentially, the reason is like, oh, well, I just block people. I mean, you can block people now. It's actually harder than adults think to just connect, right, with people. Um, Plus, any online bullying started as in-person verbal bullying. Okay. Rarely do people go on and just go, oh, I'm going to say something negative about this random person I don't know. They can still do that. But remember, that's not the definition of bullying. Someone purposefully, mm-hmm. repeatedly attacking someone over and over again. That usually starts in person. And at school, when you're going to school with someone who's saying these things about you, it's a lot harder to block them or to get them to unfollow you at school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are really good points. And um, social bullying, just to be clear, is like, I don't like you. Um, you're not part of our friend group, like that kind of thing. Is that what? Yeah. Social okay. essentially is when a whole group gets together and it's kind of versus the one, right? Hey, guys, let's not include him or let's not invite them, okay. right? And again, in, even in that situation, right? how you interpret that meet like really is where the hurt comes in. Cause I, I've actually sat down cause a part of counseling with a teen is I'll actually bring in the, the aggressors they're called okay. or the offenders. Right. And we'll sit down and we'll talk with them and we do what's called a restorative circle where I actually ask them questions about what's going on. And I've never had a circle be where the aggressors is like, Oh, I just think they're dumb and I just want to include them to hurt their feelings. Right. Because bullies don't know that they're being a bully nine times out of 10. They're not aware of it. They're thinking, well, no, we wanted to not include her. We didn't want to invite her to the movies with all of us because last time she did this, that, or that. Or I heard that she said this about our friend. So now I'm, and that's happened a lot, especially with girls. Mm. Um, I'll get a bunch of middle school girls sitting down and there's (laughs) lots of beef going back and forth, right? (laughs) And one, and it'll start, one comes in as the victim. And Mm -hmm. the school has told me, here's the victim. And they'll call them that, right? And then here are the ones who are the aggressors. Um, can you talk to them and see what's going on? And I'll talk with the, with the victim one-on-one and she'll say, yeah, they're just being so mean. They're not including me. And she's feeling bullied. 
when I bring in the rest of the girls and we talk about it out loud, the other girls didn't think they were being bullied. They thought they were either protecting a different friend. They, they thought, you know what, we just don't want to be friends with her anymore, which is totally up to them, mm-hmm. you know, and there's uh, lots of other things going on, but the girl felt bullied and she felt like it was being unfair. Mm. Now this translates to moms too, because wanting to have friends, want to be included, it doesn't go away. And like, you know, I didn't, I see on Facebook that I wasn't invited to that mom's night out. I wasn't, you know, and same kind of thing, right? It translates, what are you making it mean? And what, what could a mom do in this situation when she sees that she wasn't invited to something, um, when she feels left out and she's feeling like a victim and she's feeling bullied. So uh, an analogy I use uh, a lot is don't fill blank chapters with negative narrative. Okay. So picture your, your life as a book, right? And things happen, but you don't know why and you don't know the story behind it. What we do as humans is we tend to fill those blank pages with negative narrative. Oh, if I didn't get invited, it's probably because they don't like me. They don't think I'm good enough. They prefer to not have me around. And and we start just writing these stories of what what it means or why, right? The stories behind it. And it's all negative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I... That's my advice to teens and moms, to every person, yeah. <laughs> do, do not feel or uh, do not fill blank chapters with negative narrative. Yeah, I can see specific, specific incidents in my life when I totally did that. Totally. So um, yeah, very helpful. Now, you also have a podcast too. Do you want to tell people what the name of your podcast is? Yeah, it's called The Firmly Founded Teen. And essentially, I tell teens that while the teenage years may be unstable and awkward, you don't have to be. Okay, good. Wish I'd had that as a teen. But the reason I bring that up is because I listened to one of your episodes and it was talking about enemies. I think the title of it was How to Make Enemies. Um, yep. And it was so interesting. I wanted you to touch points on that because essentially that's what you're doing, you know, when you deem someone a bully is you're making them your enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you said something, I'm just going to quote you here and you can expound on it, but you said, if you want to make enemies, don't accept yourself for who you are. I thought that was really interesting because um, enemies are people who agree with your negative thoughts about yourself. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the best way I can talk more about this is to tell you my, one of my biggest, biggest experiences with being bullied when I was in middle school. Awesome. I, um, so I am an awkward looking adult. I was even more awkward looking teen, right? I'm pale, scrawny. I have a giant head. Um, <laughs> and so in middle school, there was this group of boys. I was a seventh grader. They were eighth graders. And on the way home, um, they would, um, call out to me. And what they started to call me was Moonhead. 
because at the time there was a very popular McDonald's commercial. Mac Tonight was this man with a crescent moon as a head and sunglasses playing the piano, singing about getting Big Macs at midnight or whatever, you know. Yeah. But uh, they were like, hey, he looks like that guy from that McDonald's commercial. Yeah, Moonhead. So then they started just calling me Moonhead. And they always stood by the bathrooms. That was the, on my way home. And they were, hey, what's up, Moonhead? Here comes Moonhead. And I absolutely hated it. I, I would get this knot in my stomach whenever I had to walk past them. And I, I just did not like what they said. And I didn't like the way I looked. And they were just highlighting it. Yeah. And then one day, I was, I was walking past them. And I heard one of them say something to one of his friends. And he said, shut up, twig. And I looked over. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy is like sickly skinny. And oh, dude, that other kid is like really fat, and and that third guy is really hairy for a twelve-year-old, right? I'm like, man, you know what? And, and I had all these thoughts all at the same time, and it was them calling me Moonhead has nothing to do with who I am, but with who they are. They are kids who communicate by pointing out other people's flaws. Mm -hmm. They are also people who are okay with how they look. Because when one called the other one skinny, oh, or twig, he was, oh, yeah, you should, you know, and, and they were joking back and forth. Now, on some level, they were okay with it. They didn't go stop it and walk away. Mm -hmm. They just kind of accepted it on some level. And I realized that we're all awkward at this age. There are, everybody is awkward in middle school. And I'm just a different awkward than they are. And at that point, I say, you know what, I'm just going to accept exactly how I look. And at that point, they never bullied me again. They didn't stop calling me Moonhead, to be clear. But when I walked by and they say, what up, Moonhead? I would respond and go, what up, guys? Even give them a high five. And at first, it kind of threw them off, right? They're like, oh, what? But then, th then it just became like a term of endearment. What up, Moonhead? Hey, guys. And eventually, they either found a new spot or th they just stopped addressing me because of whatever reason. I don't know why. But for me, I just accepted exactly who I was. And that made them no longer my enemy. They were no longer trying to hurt me because um, they couldn't, they were, see, before they were agreeing with a negative thought I had about myself. Once I changed that negative thought, they weren't agreeing with a negative thought I had about myself. They were now agreeing with a positive thought I had, I had about myself. I, I have a big head for, a 12, for an 11-year-old, and that's okay. Right? Like, that's totally fine. And it's okay if people agree with that. That is totally yeah. fine. So that's the secret, right? I think that's so. That's the key. But accepting yourself and not, not making it negative. Like I was just thinking as you were saying that, that you could have taken that as, oh, cool, I'm in the group. I have a nickname. Like, <laughs> everybody right? has a nickname. You know, we, you could have taken it that way. Um, but I, I like the, you know, accepting yourself and, and um, then it just doesn't sting. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. There is a clarification I'd like to make at this point. A okay. lot of people, when they, when they hear this, uh, this much of it, they go, wait a minute. So you're telling me that if I'm being pushed or if someone's taking my stuff, then I, I just kind of accept them for who they are. I go, not even like, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, if they're pushing you, 
Just let them push you. Be fine yeah. with them pushing you. That's, it's, it's slightly different because when okay. you're using the model correctly, right, or the most effectively to be the most use, useful for you, you're able to um, take the proper action to get you the, the help that you need. For example, if um, someone is taking my backpack and putting it in the trash can, I talked with a kid that, that that's what was going on, right? Okay. Um, he didn't want to tell anybody, right? He barely wanted to tell me, a friend reported it. Okay. And uh, as I'm talking with him, well, no, it's fine. And in the end, he, he thought that it was something that he A, couldn't change and B, was his fault. You know, because of how I look, that's why they're doing it because I look weird, you know, or I think this one is he talked funny. Okay. Right. And so that's why they do it. And, you know, then his thought was, this is okay that they're doing it. And that's a bummer. Right. And that made him feel horrible and made him feel powerless. Okay. And then he took actions that, you know, didn't solve his problem. And his re result was he just remained powerless. Okay. But instead talking with him and helping him choose a better thought rather than I'm being bullied, right? The, I mean, the circumstance is, all right, Timmy's putting my backpack in the trash can, right? He did it three times this week. Mm -hmm. All right, the thought is, a better thought that we came up with was, Timmy really needs help on how to be uh, a normal citizen, right, in society, right? It, rather than making it about himself, the thought was about Timmy. And rather than saying Timmy's a jerk, or he's horrible, it's, oh, Timmy needs help. Yeah. And then that either could give you compassion, that can make you feel powerful, that can make you feel responsible. And when I asked him, well, what would you do if you're thinking that? Like, well, someone needs to go help Timmy because he's doing this to other people too, and Timmy really needs help. Mm -hmm. So now he felt more comfortable going to get help and talking to someone, hey, guys, just so you know, you know, front office, um, Timmy's doing this backpack thing. I think someone needs to talk to Timmy and help him out. Hmm. That's, that turns just, it all around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really, it gives the team power and, and it gives us, whoever you are, right? Mm -hmm. It gives you power when you are able to put the, the thought, the, the best thought in your model and be able to, to just change it from being a victim to there's somebody out there in the world who exists and he's doing X, Y, and Z, or she's doing X, Y, and Z. And they either need help or they, they need to stop that or whatever, rather than going, oh, well, it's, it's my fault or it's me or there's something wrong with me. Because that's a go-to thought in anyone that's bullied, abused. I mean, I don't care what it is. That is the thought that it's your fault. Somehow you created it. Um, and so that's huge to point out in, in the bullying that it is okay to not accept that behavior mm -hmm. and still have your power in that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. I want to shift just a little bit to, so we grow up, we get older, you know, there's still some, like we talked about like the whole friendship thing and, and that kind of stuff. But I want to talk about the inner bully. We talked a little bit about, you know, it's all about how we think about ourselves, but um, I, I have gotten so many clients that their biggest problem is just how they feel about themselves. They hate themselves. They are their own worst bully. And I mean, I'm, I'm my first client, right? So, right. 
that was me. Um, just hating myself and all that negative self-talk that we could even say is automatic negative self-talk. So how do we deal with the bully in our head? All right. You need to find the source of ultimate power. That's how I phrase it when I talk with teens and it, it's totally applicable to adults. Um, Cause power is directly tied into self-worth. So finding the source of unlimited power is finding the source of unlimited self-worth, essentially to analyze how you value yourself. Okay. Right? Where are you getting your self-worth from? Because there are limited sources of self-worth and there are unlimited sources of self-worth. So okay. limited sources can run out or change uh, or go away or need to be replenished frequently. For example, um, what others say about you. When we uh, determine our worth or our, um, our self-worth based off of what other people say about us, praise, right? It's a limited source. Uh, we can't find enough people to praise us. There are people who are doing the opposite of praising us. Um, I, you know, I, I don't believe when someone's praising me, right? Oh yeah, they said something nice, but I, I don't believe that. So that source of worth is limited and not a very good well to go to for worth. Another one is what you can do. A lot of people want to put it on their talents or skills or their abilities, right? Well, that's a limited source as well because your talent, skills, and abilities can change throughout time, right? You used to be able to do something when you were a kid. You used to be a, a good wrestler or, or ballerina dancer or whatever, and you did that well into college years, and now you can't anymore. And so now your self-worth and your value is going to diminish because it was all kind of set on that, uh, what you can do. Um, if something happens, an accident, and you know, I've known kids who are, oh yeah, I'm a star football player, and they get in an accident, and now they can't play football anymore because they have a broken leg. Now they feel worth less, like their worth has literally diminished. Um, other, another limited source of worth is what you have done or what you've accomplished. A lot of adults do this, where I've gone. Oh man, I've gone to the Bahamas and I've gone this. And, and we hear other people, oh my goodness, man, they're, they're just so valuable. And I'm not that valuable because I, I haven't gone to places. I haven't done things. I haven't won any awards or been recognized. But the problem with that, it's also limited because if that's where you get your worth from, you got to keep going on these expensive vacations and you're only as valuable as the last award you just won or the last destination you just went to because after you go, it's forever in your past and that's not who you are now unless you're currently in the Bahamas sitting on a beach, right? You can't be thinking, man, I'm so valuable. Look at me, you know, <laughs> I'm so great. So that's another limited source and other ones are like how much money you have or fame or popularity. So for me, the only source of unlimited worth is just to decide you were born with it. That it's God-given, the whole inalienable rights that Heavenly Father has given you when he created you, you were given as much worth as you were ever going to have. And it's an incredible high amount of worth, right? It's, it's unlimited. It's infinite. And nothing you do or don't do is going to change your worth. And that to me is a source of unlimited power in your life to have control, to not be your own bully because you don't want to bully someone who has high worth. You usually only bully yourself or bully someone if you think they have low worth. Mm -hmm. 
that make sense? Yes, that's very, I really like the way you said that. Um, and it's something actually that we teach um, 18 months old in church. It's called that song, I'm a child of God. Right? Right? Isn't that what we're trying to tell them? You are of infinite worth. And we don't always say it and break it down and let people know that though. Um, and so that's why I love life coaching in this work because it just expounds on the truths that I already knew and believed, but just speaks to me in a way that I can understand them more. And yes, you are born with unlimited, infinite worth and it cannot change. It cannot go up and down. And I love how all this stuff that's limited, praise, talents, skills, money, they come and go and you just, they're slippery. And I think they're more like sprinkles on top of the cupcake, but they can't be the cupcake. Because <laughs> if they are, then like you said, you become your own, your own worst bully. So I really like how you said that. So Joey, this has been a great conversation. I think we covered it really well. Can you, we talked about your podcast, but can you let people know where to find you, how they can get help? from you um, with their teenager? Yeah, of course. So uh, my website is firmlyfounded.com okay. and I'm actually launching a brand new program in May called Crucial Life Skills for Teens. Okay. And it's a three month program where I teach teens skills that schools can't. Okay. So crucial soft skills to get them ready for real life. And one of the courses in the program is my Bullyproof series. But your listeners can actually get the Bullyproof video series for free by going to firmlyfounded.com slash shy girl. Perfect. And I'll put it in the show notes too. Awesome. Find it. Thank you so much for being here and for doing this work. I wish I would have had it when I was that age. And what a gift. Like, what a gift that person will have if they learn this in their teens. And it's something you keep learning. It's not like you just learn it and you're like, oh, I got it, right? Because um, things change and shift and you, you have to learn it over and over again, you know, just like the gospel. We keep learning the same things over and over again. Exactly. But, but what a gift and what goodness you're putting out into the world. And thank you so much for sharing it with us today. And I hope people will seek you out and I hope that they'll um, get help and take care of all the bullies that are in, either in our head or, <laughs> or out there. So Awesome. That was, Becky, thank you very much for having me on. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. So just a quick recap. If you want to make an enemy slash bully, don't accept yourself for who you are. Bullies are just people who agree with your negative thoughts about yourself. When it comes to bullying, it is never your fault and you don't deserve it. To immune yourself from bullying, be aware of limited versus unlimited sources of power or self-worth. Unlimited source of power and self-worth is to decide that you were born with it. It cannot change. Your value does not go up or down. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are enough. And there is nothing you can do about it.
Thank you, my friends, for listening. I really appreciate it. If you are struggling with self-worth, if you are struggling with the bully in your head, sign up on my calendar. I would love to strategize with you, to help you, to help you see your own brain and help you understand how you can take be immune to bullies, take your power back, find the unlimited source of power. And I hope you have a beautiful week and bye for now.